This is Gary Holt from Exodus, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Huron from Battlecross, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up? This is Levi from Miss May I, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello and welcome to episode 290 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This episode, we bring you an interview with Levi Benton from the band Miss May I. Miss May I is currently out on the road with Parkway Drive, Thy Art is Murder, and In Heart's Wake. They'll be hitting a sold-out show at Alder Bar on November 18th. Earlier this summer, Miss May I released their fifth studio album called Deathless. Before we get to that interview, though, here is a track from that album. This is the title track, Deathless. All right, ladies and gentlemen, with me on the phone, I have Levi Benton, vocalist for the band Miss May I. How you doing today, Levi? Good. I'm on the way to Detroit right now. Oh, cool. Detroit. Uh, we're in Pittsburgh right now, so you're not that far from us. Um, so currently, you're out on the road with Parkway Drive, The Artist's Murder, and uh, in, and In Heart's Wake. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how the tour's been going? It's been crazy. It's been selling out left and right. I, I really love doing heavy tours like this because um, I just love watching fans uh, basically be into every band. There's not really a band that's weird or out of place. There's a right. mosh pit from the first band to the last band. So it's, it's just, it's just been a great tour. I, I, I can't, I can't be any more heavier than I am on a, on a heavy tour like this. Right. So like, uh, what has the highlight of the tour been for you so far? I know the tour has kind of just started a few weeks back. So you're about halfway through the tour right now. 
Um, yeah, yeah, we got we got a few more weeks left. Um, I'd say probably the highlight is, uh, man, I don't know, it's been a lot of great shows. Um, playing Chicago a couple of days ago was pretty great. It's one of my top three pay venues in the world, so right. I, I guess that had to be one of the, one of the best ones so far. Cool. I know uh, in Pittsburgh the show sold out. There's a lot of people talking about it, and I guess it's been selling out a lot. Um, what's that mean to you? Like you know, being able like, with a with a lineup like this on this tour, which is a great lineup. You know, being able to sell out all these venues uh, night after night. Um, I, I think I think it's really great to watch uh, heavy bands sell out mainstream venues because um, usually when you think of alternative heavy bands, you think of like garage shows or. Mm-hmm little bar bar shows but put these four bands together and, and anything's possible and any of these big mainstream rock venues are selling out and i think that's just really awesome to see because it's not like every tour gets to do that now one thing that you know like with uh you know mayhem festival this past summer had you know low attendance and whatnot and a lot of people were kind of saying metal was dead metal was dead um but you know with something like this you know it's it kind of says the opposite do you feel like you know there's like kind of like a stagnant with metal right now or or how the market is right now for metal music. Yeah, I think I think the market's where I, I always um I know there's always trends coming in and out and we just did right. warp tour mm-hmm. last summer and um I think uh it's just it doesn't have the hype trend right now. It's still here and it's still uh it's not going anywhere. It's just not the um it's not on on top of the hype at at the moment. So we're just uh riding through the bumps and um it's, but obviously it's still doing good. Like I said, the videos are selling out. It's still big shows. Which is, I think you have to do it the right way and wait till it's back on top again. Right. But um, that'll be that'll be a couple couple years again, and it just goes through cycles. It's just, right. just the way it is. Right, right. Now you guys have done a lot of festivals. You said you did Warp Tour this past summer. I think that was like your third time on Warp Tour. You guys have done Mayhem, um, and now you're doing a lot more of like uh, you know more the, the club or smaller venue, more intimate type shows. Um, what do you like best, you know, between like the two different types of, uh, like the big festivals or the more intimate shows? Man, that's hard. Um, <laughs> I would have to say, I'd have to say outdoor shows. I just, the outdoor show feel is just, um, it, it's, there's nothing like it. It's just such, and it's, and it's, the sky's the limit. There's not really a, a capacity, I feel like, when you're outside. Right. Um, and I you know, like having the elements uh, up against you. I love like if it's dusty or real hot or windy. I just love that anything can happen. And it's just, um, it's, it's just, I feel like it's a lot more. It's a lot more extreme of a show if you're right. outdoors. Right. So um, I'd have to say outdoors uh, too. Both are great, but outdoors are too. Yeah, and I, you know, I like I like going outdoor shows too because sometimes, like like you mentioned, like with the weather, you know, I saw, you know, back in the early nineties, I saw Metallica outside and just started pouring rain right in the middle of their set. It just kind of seemed like that invigorated the whole crowd and got everything, you know, people, you know, more into the show sometimes. So it, it's oh, really yeah. interesting how weather can actually play a big factor in in, in a show and the performance and whatnot. And you never know what's going to happen. It's it's, it's great. Right. Anything can anything can go. Now you guys just released uh, your fifth studio album, Deathless, uh, back in August. Um, great album. I want to congratulate you guys on that. Um, can you Thank talk? You very much. Can you talk a little bit about how the writing process for this album and kind of how it compared to like your previous albums? Um, yeah. The uh, 
this this one's really cool because um, we sort of wrote it. Oh, oh, like it took us wrote it for over a whole year, and um, mm-hmm. we usually write right when we get together and um, we're at the studio. But right when we finish Rise of the Lion, we sort of learned how to record on tour. Okay. So right when we left the studio after Rise of the Lion, we had the capabilities of tracking on tour, and that was the first time for us. So we did all these European festivals and all these great tours, and we were just recording all the time, even if it was like a 30-second song or right. a full song or whatever. It was just... Um, it, it, it was awesome. And so going in the studio this time with 20-something songs that we've never really came to the studio with, wow. um, it was great. We had such a big head start, and um, and we got to work with our good friend, Joey Sturgis, who did our uh, first two records. So right. we already knew how everything worked, and we like jumped right into it. And uh, this record was cool, too, because we were in a weird mindset we've never really been in before. And I think it was cool to show fans another side of us and a more aggressive side. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it is nice to give the fans something new and to play something new on our end. So you guys, I mean, so like a student, like Rise of Lion came out in 2014. You guys started working on this right after, or did you let Rise of Lion breathe a little bit before you started uh, working on the next one? Uh, we started working on it right after. We started working on it right after. We love just writing all the time. Okay. Like we're already writing stuff now. Oh, wow. So now that we have the capabilities of writing, yeah, we have a few songs for whatever is next. So we just, we just write all the time, but um, uh, it's that's a new uh, a new phenomenon for us because right. we just, like I said, just learned how to do that. One thing that you know, kind of like um, like you guys, you guys have had five albums in in six years, which you know is is, is a lot. You really don't see bands releasing albums that frequently. Um, do you, how do you balance like writing and touring? Now you, you just said you guys write on tour now, but like before you were writing on tour, you know you'd release an album like you know every other year or whatnot. Is there a how do you balance it and try and keep it fresh? Um, I think that's a hard question. I think um, for us, the uh, the reason we write so much on tour is uh, we said do like the whole. Oh, I have an idea, and we like sing it into our phones and just save it. But um, I think what keeps it so fresh is now when we have those ideas, because um, it's not like we're writing every day on tour, but right when you have a spark or an idea, you just run to one of the guys, and we're like, oh my gosh, like get him Peter out, let's go to the green room tonight and like hash this out. So uh, I love it because there's no no good ideas forgotten now. Right, right. It's always we always can just like, oh, I got it, and we can capture it, and then on it for however long we need to until we go back to the studio and it's nice to not waste any studio time and get cracking right away now do you think um you know with abilities for bands to write on the road and, and be more mobile and whatnot that there'd actually be like maybe like a model in the industry where you know bands aren't releasing albums so much as they're releasing you know songs and singles and letting you know the fans curate you know what they like from each band or whatnot do you think there's like a you know with streaming and itunes and digital distribution and unfortunately like cds kind of going away um, you know, do you think there's a, a, a chance for like the industry to kind of change in a different direction? I would love that. I, uh, I see a lot of bands do that now, especially mm-hmm. larger bands release a single a year ahead of when the actual record's coming out. And then they slowly release singles through that. And I think that's cool because 
they don't even talk about the album. They're just like, hey, this is like a collective good song that we've been releasing over the year. And then at the end, they're just like, oh, screw it, we're just going to put it on the record. Right. But I think it'd be cool if it was, um, I think it'd be cool if it was just songs here and there. Like, other other genres obviously do it, like hmm. pop and um, hip-hop, so I don't know why metal can't do that. Right, right. Now, when you guys were working on this album, did you have any personal goals that you wanted to kind of put forth with this album? Um, I think our biggest thing is that we wanted to write an old school Miss May I heavy record, or okay. at least we wanted that to be the, the core of the record. So that was another reason why we decided to go back with Joey, because we're like, hey, we want to write uh, a heavy Miss May I record, but we know we can write the heaviest with you, so let's, um, let's get together and get the record we've done. Cool. Now, when you go to like someone like Joey Sturgis, your producer, with with the songs written, how much input will he have uh, in 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 the songs and the structure and whatnot? Um, a lot of input. We're, we're really open. We we actually enjoy getting the input from from producers. We actually get upset if uh, no one gives any input and like, okay, yeah, it's all good, track it. We're like, no, no, no. There has to be something we can do. Right. So um, we sat, we we dissected every single song that went on this record, from beginning to end, every second of every song, and um, yeah, it came out how it was. We, some of them obviously didn't rewrite as much as others, but we made sure every single second was catered to. Cool. Now, um, personally for you, what's your uh, what's your highlight on this album? Oh man, um, I have two highlights. Okay. That's supposed to be the first one right. because I, I think it's um, a really u- unique song for us as a band. Mm-hmm. But I would say Empty Promises is probably my other favorite because uh, I think that's just one of the best songs on the record. It's just, cool. uh, as a whole, right, right. one of my favorite songs. Just I, I'm, I'm really proud of us on that one. Cool. Now, have you guys ever talked about, like you guys tour a lot and you got studio albums. Have you guys talked about doing a live release at all? We talk about that a lot. We're just waiting until we get an email that, we're, that says we're allowed to do it. Right. <laughs> so we're ready. We just got to wait till somebody gives us and comes up. Do you guys record your shows or, you know, do you kind of, you know, looking back, you know, now to like, you know, for your own personal use or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah, we, 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 um, we do at really nice venues. We'll, we'll do it through a hard drive and stuff. Right. Sort of like a football playbook. We'll sit back, listen to it, and hear what we messed up on, what we could do better. Uh, where we can go from there. Cool. Now, in in today's age, you know, where you have a lot of the social media and the bands, you know, have a big presence online and, and whatnot, do you think there's uh, more pressure today on bands to be constantly touring? Oh, yeah, for sure, because I don't, I don't think there's any money coming in from any other direction. Right. So I, um, just to make it a living, it's not like it used to be. You can't just get a check in the mail. So you have right. to actually go out there and pay your bills that way and I feel like that's why a lot of even larger artists like top 40 artists are torn more than they've ever torn mm-hmm. I think it's for the same reason it's not like it used to be it's crazy to see a top 40 artist tour more than once a year yeah. now but everyone's doing that just because everything's it's, it's just changing um, do you ever worry about burning out on the road with having to tour so much um yeah but uh it, it sort of just comes with the job. So right, right. When it's stressful and um, you are burned out, you're just like, it's just like going into a, like an office job, sitting through traffic, waiting to sit in the cubicle. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It feels like sometimes on the tour, but uh, 
it just it just comes with it. And then, how do you deal with life on the road constantly? Do you have any like kind of rituals that put you keep you uh, sane and to get you prepared for each and every night? Exploring the cities definitely right. keeps me sane. I always try to do new mom and pop shops or um, right. go to a new part of town I've never been to, and uh, which is nice because we've toured so much that it's nice to actually see new things when you come to the same city all the time. Well, it's cool that you do actually get to see the city. I know some bands, you know, they, they roll in, they do the sound check, they do the show, and then they, they're on the bus into the next city. Um, you know, what, what what's your favorite cities so far that you've visited? <laughs> um, I really, I really liked Chicago yesterday. I yeah. never really got to walk around Chicago, but um, I say Chicago or Denver. Right, how right. my two favorites? Cool, cool. Now, um, personally, for you, like you know, you you guys, you know, been doing this since two thousand seven, um, even earlier. Can you talk about how your influences and kind of how they've changed and helped you develop as a as a singer? Yeah. Um, my, I feel like my influence has changed. Um, well, band-wise is, I think the band I listen to now, it's not, I'm not looking for just, oh, that's the heaviest band or right, right. that's the loudest band. Right? I sort of look at, um, wow, I, I look at the songwriting of bands now, which is crazy because I just, I just appreciate that more. So there's a lot mm-hmm. older bands like In Flames or Kill right. Switch. I'm just like, wow, it's a well-written song. It's not just the heaviest or loudest. It's like a good Mm-hmm. a good song and um i think that's what's changing um changing my vocal styles is now that i don't go into it like what's the meanest and craziest thing i can say i go into it like what's what's the most creative way i can go into this uh right. verse or chorus now one thing you're doing on this tour that i noticed you're doing uh, a thing where you like you meet with fans before the show and then you're also doing uh vocal technique workshops can you talk a little bit about those experiences and what the uh, fans can expect from that yeah i um or i started working with ti uh it's 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 been really cool i i, I love teaching the vocal classes because uh, mm-hmm. i know when i was uh starting vocalist at least for streaming stuff there's not really a lot of resources other than Right, YouTube, which isn't really the best. You know, can't just go look up or Google a vocal coach and go to one. Um, so I love it because I've went to the vocal coaches that do exist for this, um, and I'm just and I and I've been on the road and I've learned a lot just from being on the road. So I like to mm-hmm. give that to fans because it's it's nice to be that resource because I know um, I I just don't want anybody to get hurt or right. to do right. the wrong thing. And it's, it's been great. Every class is. It's nice to see kids have a smile on their face and know right. that what I'm teaching them can help them. Cool. And again, this too, you can also meet your fans and hang out with them, which, you know, is actually, you know, very important nowadays too, because, you know, having to be out there and constantly visible and whatnot. Um, yeah, the one-on-one experience is, is the best. Right, right. Cool, cool. So what uh, what you guys got planned for after this tour? Um, I think we're home for the holidays and then um, just tour, tour, tour after that. Right. Like right after the new year, we're just right back out again, just always out. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, riding on the road and whatnot. Um, cool. I, you know, you guys are going to be here in Pittsburgh next week. Um, looking forward to that show. Um, again, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us and uh, we'll be seeing you here uh, next week. Awesome. Excited to see you, man.
From the fires that created a long-lost brotherhood of podcasts comes the Blast Syndicate. We are made up of Focus on Metal, Inside Metal, Iron City Rocks, Mars Attacks, Metal Geeks, MSR Cast, Neckbreaker, Radioactive Metal, and Wiki Metal. We are the Blast Syndicate. Go to BlastSyndicate.com to find out more. Get blasted. Okay, I'd like to thank Levi for taking the time to talk to us. That track coming out of the interview is called Empty Promises, and it's off their latest album, Deathless. Miss May I will be performing at the Alder Bar November 18th, along with Parkway Drive, Thy Elder's Murder, and In Heart's Way. Show sold out. Should be a great show. That about wraps up this episode. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to drop us a line at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ironcityrocks. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash ironcityrocks rocks and check out our instagram at instagram.com forward slash iron city rocks until next time thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>